You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello, I'm Craig, and this week I'm joined by Laurie and Greg. Hello, guys. All right. Hello. Hello. Aye, Chris has pulled another sickie. He's sent in a note for his mum saying that he's poorly, so he's not coming on. We should um, we should have our own physio check him out. Does that know what they? So we need to do just to make sure he's not pulling out, you know. And well, Greg can do that. He can do the old cough test. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. You see, Winston Reid, uh, he injured. He had a back injury. You know, the West Ham defender and New Zealand made him fly out. I think it's what 27 hours. To go out so they could check it out. Yeah. Uh, they made him made him go out. I don't think West Ham were too impressed. Oh, no wonder. But you know, that's just what you need 27 hours on a plane. I, you got to dodge back. Something like oh, that. Ex- exactly that's what they were saying. I, I think it's something like I don't know. But uh, it's obviously a long a long trip. So yeah. The international teams, I think there's often uh, they're sceptical about play. But is it not? Can players not pull out either way? Not just send a text and get out of it? Doesn't matter. Oh, they'll get asked back eventually <laughs> if they do. Aye, that's fine. The thing is, the fans will be on your side if you do that, send the, the odd text. As long as you don't send it to the manager, you need to send it to somebody else. Get away with it if your manager's rotten, though. <laughs> yeah. Right, so this week we're going to go for a Scotland special because, well, that's, that's the main topic on, our, on everyone's lips at the moment. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. And we've just seen Scotland get humped. The scoreline doesn't suggest we were humped, but we were humped. Oh, terrible. So we're going to discuss uh, the Wales game and the defeat there and the Belgium game. We're going to discuss the charity bet. Croatia-Wales. We're discussing that, are we? <laughs> the, uh, Laurie's picking the charity bet this week because Chris was going to do it, but he's pulled a sickie. And then we'll do the SPL predictions. So we'll start off with the, the Wales-Scotland game, which well, I ended up going to the pub, but I ended up was getting a bit too drunk and it ended up Wales 2, Scotland 1 and there's a lot of mumping and moaning about the disallowed goal in particular, Fletcher's disallowed goal and obviously Bale's penalty a dive, I'm going to call it because I do see it as a dive even after replays but do you th- did we did we deserve anything more than we got Greg, what do you think? I thought, I thought over the course of the game we played reasonably well uh, I mean, having Fletcher back in the side for the first time in, in, in a few games, we've looked as though we had a credible attacking threat. And I mean, he did really well for a first goal, good knock on. Did well um, later in that half as well. It seems that I knocked down to Morrison, they blonde one over a bar. So I think in general we did okay. But I, I just for me, it was just one of those nights that it just wasn't going to go our way. And all right, we skipped a couple of penalty, dodgy penalty decisions that might have gone against us, but. You know, when the when the goal gets disallowed for apparently nothing, um, and then we the, you know then we concede in the manner that we did, you just you just seem to think that the writing's on the wall a wee bit for us. But I was actually I come, I come off the back of the game being a wee bit more encouraged, far more encouraged than I have been watching Scotland, certainly over the last couple of years. Anyway, and it looked as though we'd given a decent account of ourselves. But key things for me, I think I think losing Brown at half time was a blow. Replacing him with Adam in the second half just wasn't the right decision. And I think we got punished for that a wee bit. No, I, d- I didn't think Bryn was performing in the first half. I think. No. That, uh, I don't know. I've seen somebody on Twitter mentioned that it was maybe because he'd been taken out by Vaughan very early and he just he didn't recover from that. But yeah, I, I thought he was... I, I wasn't glad that he was taken off, but I thought it was the right decision. I just didn't I th- think he was up to it. I just, I just felt as though even having his presence in the midfield gave us a wee bit more a wee bit more of a presence and trying to stymie uh, Wales who played a wee bit, whereas in the second half, we, we just didn't have that presence at all. And we let Wales get the ball and we let them play a wee bit of football and, and ultimately we get, uh, we get punished. But over the course of the game, I mean, second half especially, I think Wales were the better side. But had we taken their chances in the first half and indeed had, had the goal been allowed to stand that was scored, then we'd probably been home and dry. But things just seem to conspire against us on Friday and that, that seems to be a sort of um the sort of way this campaign's been going. Indeed this tenureship under Levine seems to have been going in that way. You know, we've put some decent performances together but we're just not getting the results. We just don't seem to be able to um convert decent performances into points. 
under Levine. So yeah. um, disappointing, but I would encourage him for the, the point of view that Fletcher being back in the side at least looked as though we had we had a front man that might do something given the ball. Going back to the disallowed goal, which you mentioned a couple of times there. Now, obviously, we've seen the replays, and it was the ball didn't go out of play. I was confused in the pub, to be honest, because we didn't have the the commentary on, so I wasn't really sure what mm. the the linesman had flagged for. But it was clear that the linesman thought it went out, so it didn't go out. But what about Adam? He looked offside to me when the pass was first played. So did it level itself out? Possibly, it might have been, it might have been marginally off. Uh, I mean, the lines was not given it for offside. He's, he's definitely given a clear indication that it's he thinks the ball's going to play. Although there's no way the linesman can tell he's from guessing. The position. He's guessing. But it's not even a I mean, if you, yes, yeah. If you if you wrap the whole thing up, not just that instant, but if you look at the, the penalty decisions that Wales might have got, I mean, I don't think we could have too many complaints that but when you know, Berra against us. I mean, the, the Berra, Berra challenge especially. I mean, that was that's, that's Berra does that important. too often. I think he was. He, too much playing under his uh, old mentor, uh, Mr. Presley, at Hearts. He has that. I don't know, Presley did it against Germany, I remember, in the votes. He gave away a penalty. You get away with it in the SPL a bit more, but you kind of stick your arms around players. And, well, obviously you can on this occasion, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I was baffled that the ref didn't give that one. And then maybe it was in the back of his mind because, you know, Bale definitely uh, clips Bale for the other penalty, but um, he's <laughs> one of those. I can, I've actually still heard some of the media down south saying they thought it was a penalty. I, well, Maloney came out and Maloney apologised. Sure I'm not sure if he apologised because he ran round the back and he, he, he let Bale dive, if you like. Because yes. Bale does the thing which is very clever, which makes the dive appear more natural in terms of he's being clipped. But it's himself. He kicks his own leg. Yep. And I think it makes it, it sometimes makes it look a bit more authentic because he is he's going down in time with himself getting clipped yeah. but it's never it's never a penalty in a million years yeah, I mean, it showed you a pixelated zoom in right at the end of the match and it showed that there's no contact at all he didn't need a pixelated zoom in his first replay I was shouting at the TV Colin. Oh, well I was too but I was in a pub and I was drunk so I was shouting at anything <laughs> but I mean personally I thought I mean Greg makes some good points. I was, I thought it was encouraging performance, especially first half. But see, second half, I just felt it was coming. I, I felt at least an equaliser was was it was coming. We were just and we, we just weren't getting to grips with Bale, and we didn't seem to be doing anything to get to grips with him. I, I said that when I was watching. I was like, they're going to equalise if we don't change something because it. And we just, I know it was a dodgy penalty, but they should have had one before it. And if the referee gets everything right, I suppose it's one-one. Um, maybe if you. Maybe not, I suppose, if you take the Scotland goal into it. But in terms of the fact that it was just before that Wales should have had a penalty, wasn't it? It was just before our disallowed goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, so. uh, I don't know. The game maybe would have changed anyway. But, yeah, slightly more encouraging performance. But I've got to take into account we're playing a Wales team who are, you know, desolate confidence-wise. Even even more than us. You know, they were just changed their captain. They've been appalling. They conceded six. It was their game before that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So, I mean, yeah, it looked more encouraging, but we're playing the bottom seed team, the group. And yes, they do have one player who individually certainly stands above probably anything we've got. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I thought their defence was there for the take. And, you know, early on when we scored that goal, I was like, oh, we can we can really make, make the most of this defence. That Welsh defence didn't look particularly solid, I thought. But we... They didn't, and they... Morrison had a, a chance to score and maybe he just took it a wee bit early and the defender was coming across, ready to clatter him, if you like. And yeah, I think we could have done it again. And Fletcher, for the goal, when he went up, he, he just the, the defender bounced off him. Fletcher showed something that we've been missing for yeah, such a long time when definitely. we've been playing Miller up front. We've just never had that muscle man, if you like. Muscle man. It's the it's first time we've had like a real... Muscle man. A real... A target man, an attacking presence, somebody you can put the ball up to and they'll hold the ball up. It's not a case of knocking the ball beyond Kenny Miller and letting him chase it down. It was a completely different approach. And I think that, I think we touched a, a, a few podcasts ago about you know, Scotland's um, sort of tactics and formation. We don't really seem to have a clear plan going forward. I thought on Friday we did have a bit more of an idea of what we're going to do. And okay, some of that might have been lumping the ball towards Fletcher and hoping for a knockdown, hoping for him to hold it up. But at least that's a wee bit better than a hopeful ball over the back and Kenny Miller maybe latching on to it or not. 
I thought it was it was encouraging from that point of view. The players looked as though they had a clearer idea of what they were supposed to be doing. Get the ball down the down, down the wings to Maloney, try and get it whipped in, try and get it in Fletcher's head. I mean that's been that's half the problem for me as well. I think in a lot of Scotland games, you know, at least if you've got a plan, go with a plan. If you're going to go direct, go direct. If you're going to play out a system which you can pass through, then pass it through. But too many times under Levine, we've, we've sort of played, uh, you know, we've played with wide players, but players who aren't going to give us much width, and we've passed it around, but with no real direction. You know, it's all well and good passing the ball around, but you know, if you've not got, if you're not going to have any idea of how to score a goal with it, and it doesn't matter. You can have 70% possession and it's, it's a waste of time if you've not got any idea on how to attack. And I think that's ultimately been the problem. And yet there were some encouraging signs, but the bottom line is it's another game. It's another defeat. And I just think it wipes out the positives when you have a second half where, yeah. you've, where you've, yeah, if you can't, if you can't go and beat Wales in that group, at least get it's, a draw. It's time, it's time to chuck the towel in. It's, it's time yeah, to throw the towel in. I mean, a... well, I think the the Bale's goal for the second was well a wonder strike. Really, I know that Adam was lazy, and I, I would pick him up on that as well. That he should have been a bit more alert. The, the whole team should have been. But what can you do when Bale's hitting a strike like that? Oh yeah, I mean, I'd I, look th- at... I think it's I think it's almost irrelevant though because draw win for Wales. I mean, the nail was in the coffin either way. It made it look worse. Yeah. It wasn't even a point, but. I think to have even to be honest, if we'd won, I think we would have still been out. But to even have you know have a glimmer of hope, I think we had to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think I, I think a lot of people have been saying the problems up to now haven't been necessarily the last two games. The damage was done the first two. Had we gone into the Wales game in six points, oh, then yeah. taking a draw out of that would have actually been not a bad result. But we could have approached it differently as well. I mean, we had to, exactly. we had to be more offensive. We had to kind of put in the creative place maybe maybe that was better I mean you know God I don't know if I could have stood having to watch us grind at a nil-nil with playing Kenny Miller running about like a headless chicken for 90 minutes but you know we, we had to go more offensive the same tonight or well whenever you listen to this the, for the Belgium game you know we wouldn't have played that sort of system had we been sitting on six or seven points but you know, it was mm. it was win or bust again and to be honest, I thought we were even worse. If, if you want to move on, then I thought we were even worse. I thought that was... Oh, listen, natural, listen, yeah. listen, listen. I, would, I don't want to move on for the Wales game because forget all the nonsense on the pitch. What about the national anthems before it? Did you see that? Oh, I was cut, at a pub and I cut, didn't really hear. They cut short the, the Scottish one to, I think it's just the first verse or whatever. Of course, everybody in the crowd was singing the second verse as the girl went to start the Welsh national anthem in the first verse, and the whole thing was just a total farce. It was just me, or they kind of... I didn't spot. They, I didn't really notice that. I was having a few beers talking to my dad, and we were watching it, but I noticed that kind of... She sort of... They were almost a mix. She barely paused between them. It was like... Yeah. I, I was I was sitting there, I wasn't singing along, but, you know, you listen away to the Scottish national anthem, and I was like, what's this verse? This is odd. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, she, <laughs> she went straight in. It's like a mega mix. Because the crowd, had, the crowd had kept on singing the second verse while she was she was starting the music in, in the first verse of was it Land of My Fathers that they sang, so she's trying to sing that and she's getting drowned out by you know twenty thousand Scots still belting out the second verse of that awful song. So the whole thing was just a, a shambles. I was too busy at the bar trying to get attendance. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, will move on to the Belgium game then. And well, we went into this way, Levine finally admitting that we needed a, a win. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's finally bowed to public pressure. <laughs> so we went into this and, well, we started it with McGregor making about three or four saves within the first two minutes. It, set the it was tone. just, yes, it did. Well, in the first half anyway, I thought in the second half we were, we were better despite losing the goals in the second half. But I thought the first half it was just, it was them consistently. We were awful I, I, it's, I mean it's hard to say I mean I think it sort of masked it there was this because I still had this I mean, it still had this weird optimism in me at half time thinking it would be typical Scotland for us to be playing the best team in the group away be playing awful and we could end up sneaking it you know I, I had that weird feeling that we obviously ended up being blind optimism but I thought we were dire the first half the only thing that it was a I said on Twitter it was a combination of blind luck and Al McGregor that kept that at nil-nil. We should have been four down by half-time. I, yep, mean, I agree. Yeah. Poor finishing, some great saves, and just some bizarre let-offs. We just... what would, They had a chance. Then we get the ball back, and we would just give them back. 
Yeah, just giving the ball. Uh, the passing was easy. awful. Our passing yeah. was atrocious. I, I actually couldn't believe how bad it was. And we just kept I saw Commons doing it, Fletcher doing it, players who are, you know, very good on the ball. Just stopping the ball or just rolling it straight to the other team or just losing control of it. It was it was horrific to watch and it was it was actually unbelievable that probably the worst we've been out of the game so far, the worst half anyway, we were playing the best team and we were level. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen Commons, it was must have been about five minutes in. The ball went out to him on the right and he just stopped. And he went and it was like slow motion and he decided I'm I'm not gonna go forward, I'm not gonna go I'm just gonna kinda stay still. And not do anything with the ball. And I don't know, has he been drilled with Levine not to attack? <laughs> not to attack. I, well, Get back, Chris! Get back! Well, not to commit to attack. And, and maybe just Levine had said, look, we're going to have to accept a lot of pressure. If you get the ball, don't be silly. Just kind of be a bit casual don't about it. Don't with it. Just stop and give it back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because Collins has been one of the standout players of the season so far at club level. But in the last two games, I've just not been that impressed with him. And it, it begs the question. I mean, he's clearly a decent player. Yep. So it begs the question, why why is he not performing on the international scene the same way as itself. See, it must be the way that they're setting the team up and playing is, the and playing the game. This is this is my main point because I mean I got I get I got scoffed at, I think it was after the last the first two games and I said I genuinely think Levine's doing a worse job than Barry Votes did. And everyone was like, Oh, but we were yeah, I'm not saying that on the pitch, yeah, there was some much worse performances under Barry Votes. But when you look at results in competitive matches, Votes' record was much better. And if you look at the players that Votes had to have, had to play with, I mean, he had to give players like McFadden, Gordon, Webster, he had to give them their first caps when, you know, they were kids, basically, and uncapped, because he had no options. He got left with nothing. And he was dealing with some average SPL players and English lower league players. And yeah, it was abysmal. It was horrific. But Levine has, I, I can't remember. I mean, obviously, I'm younger than, definitely Greg. Uh, <laughs> I, I, just... I, I can't remember having Scotland having such, you know, a good group of players we have now, you know, for a long time. I think we've got a great group of players. You know, you look at likes of Fletcher getting player of the month in the top flight in England, scoring goals for fun. Commons has been great for Celtic. you you got a lot of English Premier League players there. you got a lot of good Fletcher, players. Uh, Darren Fletcher playing for the, well, one of the top teams in England, if not the top team, Man United. I, I don't know, I don't know about you guys. I, I, I'm just not convinced with uh, Darren Fletcher at the national level. I'm just. I think he does really well at Manchester United because he's surrounded by very, very good players, and he's allowed to play the game he wants to play. Is that not... uh, international level? I think he struggles. I think he struggles time and time again. But is that not what we almost expect him to be something that he's not? I mean, he's, he's perhaps a, he's a sort of hard. He's like you know, he's kind of a workhorse, hard working, win the ball up and down the pitch. You know, and he can pass it. He can. He can shoot. He can get in the box. He can get back and defend. But. I don't know if we almost looked him to make things happen when that's not really his his game, and especially against international teams who collectively have better players than us. I mean, he's not going to. No, that's true. I th- I think we. I just I look at it, and you look at the su- the success we've had recently in terms of the last few years. The best periods have been under Walter Smith and Alex McLeish, and mm-hmm. we you know, we weren't trying to pull up trees. We're playing some you know all all out total Spanish football or anything. We were we were hard to beat. We were solid. We were sometimes I think we've got to kind of play to our strengths, play to the player strengths we've had, you know, if that means hitting on the break, picking out Fletcher, flick ons and so be it. But there's no point in kidding ourselves on and it was like against I remember the Czech Republic game where we a few people were like, Oh, but we're playing some good football. Like, no we weren't. We were just passing it about nowhere. And then they got the ball and they passed it about to make chances. I mean, there's no point. McGregor was hitting big long hoofs to nobody because mm. he wasn't used to not having a target man up the top. I just, I think Levine, in terms of making the best of what he's got, I think he's been appalling. I mean, you look at the competitive matches, the only three he's won, and I've said it too many times now, were twice against Liechtenstein by a goal and once against, Lithu- once against Lithuania by a goal, all of which could easily have ended in draws. One was a late, what, 97th minute winner at Hamden against Lichtenstein. Yeah. Awful yeah. that day. In Lichtenstein, fair enough, we deserve to win, but I remember them having a couple of wee chances late on to equalise. And I guess Lithuania, I mean, Lithuania they couldn't score against Lichtenstein in two games. And I remember late on again, we were kind of holding on a bit. You know, although they'd been rubbish at Lithuania, they 
you know, one nil, anyone can score, and it's. I just if that's the only three victories we got, I, I just. I don't. I don't see another option than him going. I mean, I think has he said today? I, I know we're recording this just after, but has he said he won't resign? I don't know why anyone's ever surprised at that. Why? Would you... I didn't. I didn't see anything after the nah. game because I was kind of getting ready for the podcast. But There's... I did see in the paper he was mentioning how we shouldn't be sacking Scotland managers, which I, I thought was fair enough, seeing as he was Scotland manager. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's been. There's been no TV interview with him after the game, which for me is a, is a real telling one. I think that's. I think he's chucked it. I Did think they avoid he it? Did they there was no. There was. Um, they interviewed uh, Dan Fletcher and um, <laughs> Alan McGregor as well, and there was no uh, interview with Levine whatsoever. So I think he's. I think he's fallen in his sword. I he's, think he's offski. I don't think he'll resign. I mean, I, I, I read the thing is, and I don't actually blame. Manager, it's just you know, it's whoever gives them three and a half year contracts because he's still got eighteen months left. I mean, to be honest, I mean, yeah. if you look at it from a point of view, if you're in a job, even if you're really toiling, but you know that if you if you resign, you get nothing, or if you wait to get sacked, you get you know, Levine will probably still get the best part of what half a million over an eighteen month period, probably. Oh yeah, I mean, they'll probably pay his contract out, buy his contract, some sort of deal to. Smooth things over, but you they, might all, things. they might also put it to him like, "You will still pay you off if you walk away, but if you don't, you're getting the chop. It's easier for you to walk away, and you still get some sort of payoff than them actually being sacked." So, I mean, yeah. on that subject, I heard the uh, Strachan is the the popular name being mentioned. If Levine leaves, or yeah. I think that he's the name that, that most people are suggesting because I think that people are really struggling to think of somebody who would who would seriously accept it. I mentioned Guardiola. I've I seen <laughs> Guardiola get mentioned, but I, I suspect <laughs> he's not really going to be keen. No, no chance. Uh, but maybe I would think about going going back in time a little bit and thinking of uh, Smith. It's not attractive football, but it's effective. And so well, he's out of a job just now, so he's going to be cheap. The, it's, the, it's the kind of... It's, it's almost like the it's the kind of popular thing, isn't it, just now? Right, we're gonna play like Spain, and it's it's a bit. Yes. It, it takes a bit more than just telling your players not to always kick the ball long. You know, you still, it's, it's you know Barcelona and Spain can do it, but it's partly because they've been drilled like kids have been drilled in that in Spain to play like that from a young age, and they've got a huge you know group of players who all play that way. You can't just suddenly come in oh, and you- say we're gonna be. I mean, you at least got to do it gradually. I mean, even look at Chelsea when uh, Vias Boas came in, and he, you know he tried to make them play a high line and play short passing football. And you know you got John Terry and Drogba and like, like, we what? <laughs> yeah. How did I do that? Like, you seen tonight against Belgium? You seen Company when he scored that goal, and and after that he was he was doing a some nice fancy footwork and skinning players. And you just think that's the kind of player you need. If you're going to be playing like Spain, you need a, a defender who can actually play football. Now, we've got Caldwell, and he, he can perform in the, the holding role sufficiently, but he's not hes not a, a footballer who can skin somebody. He's not a, a total footballer, if you like. And to be honest, so you just can't do it. I might be biased here, but I, I still think we should have went. Personally, I mean, it probably wouldn't have made any difference to the last two games, but I would have went with Webster over better. I I don't know what's happened to Bear recently, but I think he looks all over the place when I see him. Oh, yeah. I thought Webster was injured because he sat out training he, prior to th- the Wales game. I don't think he was fully... I think he was... I don't think he was fully fit in the lead-up, but the fact that he was going back to... He wasn't going to be having to hold in the field. I don't know. I have a feeling Levine probably would have went Caldwell better anyway. And personally, <clears> I, I think positional-wise, defensive intelligence-wise, I think Webster's better than the both of them. I'm not saying he's a better player than the both of them, I think but the three of them are all probably pretty samey, but I think Berra just, he's a, he's a penalty risk every time he's going for the ball. He can't keep his hands down. problem with Webster is he's a bottle merchant, though. There was a crowd greater than 30,000 the nights he would have bottled it, same as he did at Ibrox when he was there. Unless he's <laughs> playing in front of 7,000 dafties at Tynecastle, he's no interest. That's 7, the problem 000? with Webster. When, when is there only 7,000 at Tynecastle? It's, Greg, you've got it spot on. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I'm right. He's a he's a, he's a bottle merchant. That's why he's not playing. He's a Can't bottle merchant. So what he was, 
he was. I thought he was one of the better players in the first two Scotland games of the group. I'm only winding you up. I, I, I agree with you. I would, I would have had him on the side as well if he was fit and ready to go. I would have. I would have played him. Oh, I think he's a guy. He's a guy that player. does a job. He does a job. But as I say, it's, that's that's what we needed. It's it's. it's I mean, I, I don't really think it would have made much difference. But nah. just personally, but I mean, yeah, none of those defenders are going to be, you know, a special <laughs> a special football defenders. I just think ultimately, I think Levine. He kind of covered up a lot of his rubbish with this whole long-term plan thing, which is fine. You know, maybe he was doing a lot of good work and looking at, you know, a lot of the youth age groups and blah, blah, etc., etc. But the bottom line is, your manager of Scotland men's A team, whatever you want to call it, you know, they call it the A's, don't they? If you go on the site, the full team. So you're going to be judged on the results of that team. You know, you, you let's be honest, you're the international manager. You're not director of football for Scotland. You're not overseeing. Youth football isn't. Yeah, you're not you're, Mark Watt. Uh, Watt, you're, ju- you're, you're judged in the national results of the, the first. Yeah, team. that's what that's what you're judged on. So yeah, and I think the results have been appalling, and I don't really think the performances have been that great either. I, we were better against Wales, but overall, I'd say they've. I mean, I suppose under Burley, it was much the same, pretty mediocre. Well, he had a he's got a better record than Levine as well. I was saying. It's not hard. I've got a better record than Levine because I've not actually lost. Any, I think folks, I think folks <laughs> as well. Is folks not got a bit of record? Oh, on? aye, has aye. Yeah, both of them have. Levine, Levine must be up there with the worst record. Oh, I think he does. Not, he does recent memory. I think he does have. I think he might have the worst ever, bar maybe. Ironically, I think maybe Alex Ferguson because he was in charge for like a couple of games or something, wasn't he? But I think he's full-time managers. I think he might have the worst because yeah, Votes has got a better man- record than both of them competitively. Votes, one of his main problems was that we were absolutely appalling in friendlies. I think we just yeah. lost about yeah. You know, we need to speak to Panda Monk on the forum. He'd be able to give us the stats. I'm going to send him a message, see if he can tell me. Oh, they, I mean, before, after the last two games, I definitely saw something which he was definitely worse than Votes and Burley. Definitely, yes. And people got to remember, I mean, I started to sound like a Burley Votes fan. I didn't really think he was very good either, but he did get us to the playoffs. I mean, back then yeah. it didn't seem like yeah. the yep. best thing ever. But God, he's. It was it was strange because back then it was there's was quite a lot of apathy from the fans. The fans just weren't really too interested. And I'm but it's interesting now that I think Smith and McLeish brought the fans back and yeah. they've stayed really. And yeah. now we're getting Levine and yeah, it's, it's, it's you different. see, the SFA, the SFA tonight have, have got a bigger problem than Levine because they're sitting here and they're looking at the situation. Now you've got a, a national manager whose record's poor, who's widely disliked amongst the support, yet you still have the vast majority of a World Cup qualifying campaign to come. And OK, we're not going to qualify, but you've still got a clutch of home games there and you've still got a lot of guys paying money to go to the away games as well now. Mm-hmm. The SFA have done really well. For all their faults, they've done really well in building up the crowds over the last five to ten years and getting that stadium full again. The last thing they want to see happen is us dropping back to crowds of 10,000, 15,000, which, given where we are in that table and where we are in that qualifying campaign, I think, is it the next home game not to Wales? It is, yeah, in March. Conceivably, Wales could come up to Hamden and pump us again. Well, the the master... Sorry, carry on, Greg. At that point, you're, you're, you're then looking at the, the future gates and thinking, it's just going to go downhill. I know they've sold these season tickets, but... That was a masterstroke from them, selling that season ticket. Getting that deal with the FA to play at Wembley and it, being able to get that season ticket because yeah. people have paid a fixed price and I think it's just over £30 a game and uh, that's it. They're, they're booked up for the entire duration the th- of the qualification. The thing but that, but look, Sorry, Roy. Let's let's say you let's say you're based in Aberdeen and you've bought that season ticket. Are you going to travel all the way to Glasgow cause to spend your thirty quid at a cost of two hundred quid? I don't think you will. I think you'll sit in Aberdeen and say, Do you know what? Forget it. What happened under mm-hmm. that happened under votes. I remember, you know, the tendencies really started dipping, didn't they? And I think fan pressure is a big thing. And I hear a lot of people saying, Oh, there's no point in changing it, you know mid-qualifying and I get that in terms of the short term but it's almost it would almost give them I remember with Smith he came in sort of mid-qualifying and it was already basically it was almost a bit less pressure because it was already screwed up you know it was yeah, it was done definitely. if someone came in now I mean there's not going to be there's not going to be a sudden pressure right you need to qualify for Brazil because 
well, it's gone basically. No matter, I, I know it's always technically still there, but we're bottom of the group. So you mean yeah. you'd maybe have what you'd have maybe a target to you know get us maybe at least off the bottom, maybe finish third bottom, whatever, maybe get above. Well, I would say the minimum we have to do is uh, equal our seating. <laughs> got to get above. I think. Got to get I above. think we've got to. I think we've got equal. to get above Macedonia. That's about. We've got to be realistic. No, here. we've got to equal our seating. Because if we don't, then there's a yeah. chance that we go down. We've got to, we've got to equal that or better that. I think qualification is gone. Like so that. first, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. But I think uh, we need to be looking at third place. Try and get third place. And to me, I, I take fourth. Were we not fourth pot anyway? We were fourth pot. Well, I think we were fourth pot. Yeah, right. I would, Serbia I would take third pot to try and move up. us up because I think we need to move up because I think it's the season just s- makes it too difficult. You're not gonna, we're not gonna move up. I mean, that was always the problem before this group, and I'll need to find, I'll need to quote myself because I did say, <laughs> I remember this odd optimism on the forum as well. You know, oh, we could win this group. You know, I was like, no, we could finish bottom in this group because there's, there's, uh, there's no absolute numpties in it. You know, there's although when we're Scotland, you know. Who's a who's an umpire player? We're, we're the yeah. whipping boys. Yeah. San Marino would give us a game. Oh, so... Or the Cairn Islands would give us a game. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only upside that us hold the back is it means that Laurie and I don't need to go to our broth and Aberdeen strips, which I think was the original bet when this group was drawn that, months ago. That was a banker. Should we? Can we not? Can we not put our McBookie charity bet on, on that? <laughs> on Scotland not qualifying. How would it be? I think McBookie, I saw um, uh, our lovely charity bet providers, McBookie, I'm pretty sure I saw it was 1-9 to nine for Levine not to be in charge um, by the time we play Wales. I think Greg's right. I think yeah. Wales and next. Yeah. But I'm sure they had them close to being evens to be sacked tonight. And I thought, well, it's, I, I wouldn't have thought that he would have been sacked or leave his job tonight. I thought it's just too late. Do you know I what I mean? Just, I thought you'd let the dust settle a bit. I don't, I don't think it'll happen tonight. It'll, if it's going to happen, it'll happen in the next couple of days, I would imagine. If it doesn't happen in the next couple of days, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Right, so I was watching the, the Belgium game. I wanted to go back to being a wee bit light-hearted. And what was the guy doing sitting with a bow tie? That's not the attire you wear to a football Who game. Who were they? Well, apparently they were dignitaries, but I'm not too sure exactly. They were what? <laughs> what were they? <laughs> They don't. They don't look any daft on those idiots in the Tartan Army with their kilts and their daft hats on. Though, let's be honest. Oh, the feathers, aye. Oh, that does. That drives me nuts. You know what? That was see about twenty years ago when all these guys started falling Scotland and had that uniform and all the rest. It fair play. But see, in the last five years, all these donuts that have gone out and bought these daft hats and daft kilts and turn up to these games. I, don't, I just think it's. I guess like a lot of sheep fall on the herd, man. That's part of the problem. Did you say the feathers? The feathers were there, Craig. What were the the mithers? Did they know? <laughs> <laughs> were the sons, or was it just all the feathers who went? <laughs> right, I've got an update. I managed to fix my cable and my headphones, so I can go to the fridge to get a can of beer. I think you've had enough beer. You know, I just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> you know, we're, we're still recording, eh? <laughs> oh, aye. But that's the update. People need to know. I like you forgetting this is a school night. Ah, it's shocking. That's all right. That's all right. Do you want me to have a... Uh, since we're... My bottle of wine's finished. I need to open a can of Foster's. I've not got any tenants left. I've still been keeping an eye on Twitter if you want some reaction to tonight and some over the weekend. Oh, you know what? I, I like to hear the, tw- the Tweety Eye theme, so go for <laughs> it. Okay, right, up next. Tweety Eye. Aye. <laughs> Right, so, like, first up, well, I'll start, I'll go back, I'll start now and then I'll go back to the weekend, but tonight, or post-Scotland game, whenever you listen to this, uh, a few tweets, I noticed Conrad Balatoni, former Hearts youngster, currently a part of Thistle defender, was going through some some facts for you here, some uh, Belgian and Scotland facts, uh, Belgium, he says, Belgium produces 220,000 tonnes of chocolate per year. That's Good. about 22 kilograms of chocolate per person in Belgium. Hashtag Belgian fact. So, it wasn't, wasn't shown tonight, but, you know, maybe Scotland can drown their sorrows in chocolate. That's like the yearly consumption of a family in the west of Scotland. That figure there, that's <laughs> um, Oh, here's, here's another one. Conor Balatoni also says, possession of up to three grams of weed is legal in Belgium. 
24 million tablets of ecstasy are consumed in Belgium each year. Hashtag bad Belgian facts. <laughs> I don't know. How do they find that out? They do like a survey of how many tab- tablets of ecstasy each person can... Well, I've heard that about Britain. Somebody must go around counting. <laughs> counting out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe bottles of water that you've drunk in a night. I'm not sure. He also threw a Scottish fact in there as well. Conrad Balatoni says that Edinburgh was the first city in the world with its own fire brigade in 1824. So, there you, are, eh? there you go. Firefighting since uh, 19th century. Oh, can I, can I go back? Because you mentioned Belgium and Scotland there. But did you notice that the Belgian uh, people on the bench were sitting with tartan no, rugs, rugs on their knees? I know. I thought that was quite funny. I'm not sure if that was uh, in homage to Scotland or not. I think they were just, or that's just how they do it. I think they were just. It's just, it's just that unique thermal material that's <laughs> applicable the world over. Nothing heats your legs like a tartan shawl. It also makes you look about 20 years plus older than what you actually are. <laughs> yes. You should have been holding a hot mug of tea or something as well. Anyway. Right, Laurie. More Twitter. I'm, I'm waiting to hear the, the tweets from Paige Taylor. But carry on. You can tell. You can add some to the mix if you want. Anyway, I've not got I've not got any of her uh, tweets, right. but just in case you had any. What's, what's David Priest saying there this week? Uh, I, I, up I waiting to hear. Oh, David Priest, what was he? Well, I've not got any reaction to the Scotland game. Uh, let's oh, see, what's oh. David Priest been saying? Um, he was a bit angry on the weekend. He said, "Being told that I'm not qualified to comment on diving in football." Uh, that was an effing waste of twenty years, then, wasn't it? So, is a goalkeeper qualified to comment on diving? I think he's allowed. Isn't he? Uh, I think he is. He, well, he gets a mention on the SFF podcast, so yes, he is. He did also. He was also watching the uh, what's his name again? The you know the big drop. What was his name? The, the guy who jumped from space. I forgot his name. Oh, um, uh, Bumgardner. Bum, something like that. Bum, bum, <laughs> Bumgardner. Bum something like that. <laughs> um, oh, that was brilliant, by the way. I will. I really enjoyed that. I will. Sean Luco said to it. Um, this is some unbelievable TV, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Don't think I've ever seen something like that, exclamation mark. I know they has. Just casually yeah. chatted on the way down like it's nothing, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Stop shouting, Shawnee. So he was excited. Uh, David Priest. He did realise it was the first time that that had ever happened. So nobody had ever seen it before. Was it that exciting? I didn't watch it. Oh, I really liked it, yep. Nah, the only exciting bit was when they started to tumble in free fall because everybody thought he was dead. <laughs> and they had to cut away because the potential was that the eye, his eyeballs would burst and blood would come out of his eyeballs. Was there, yeah, that would have been worth seeing. Was there betting on it? Because I'm sure they mentioned that it was... It would just be quite sick. I'm sure that Paddy Power had some kind of betting on it, but I'm pretty sure it would just been for him to jump or not, or complete it. I don't think it would have been, you know, <laughs> is he going to live or not? I thought it was amazing. I, I loved it. Well, um, a few people did. Although David Priest suggested if if these lot had anything about them, they'd land him on a, desert, a deserted beach where they'd buried a replica of the Statue of Liberty's crown. I, I don't understand why he would have thought that for some reason they would have tricked him into thinking the Earth had changed in his nine minutes coming down. But is that linked at all to that Belgian fact about how much weed you're allowed to hold? I was. What do you think he'd maybe been? I'm just asking a question. I'm, I'm not. Uh, if any lawyers are listening, I'm not actually saying that he was. I saw it. Uh, Sounds as though David Priest has been on the mushrooms. Aye. <laughs> surprised. Shrooms. Although he did. No, mate. Well, he was actually on the cheese. That time of year. <laughs> At the weekend, he was actually said he was having the having the cheese board as a main course. Surely this level of daily can't continue. It's bossing of a whole different magnitude. Oh. Cheese board. Oh. I like a cheese board with some grapes. I'm not that posh. No. Um, a few shout-outs from a few Aberdeen players uh, for Niall McGinn and Portugal. That was prior to the game and during, in a game in which they actually ended up drawing 1-1 Northern Ireland away to Portugal. And Niall McGinn, Aberdeen midfielder, scored the opening goal. And, uh, when did they equalise? Uh, 11 minutes to go. Portugal mm. held their postiga, equalised. So almost a, almost a memorable result there for Northern Ireland. It still is. I said, well, it's decent enough. I mean, yep. it's a pity that they couldn't beat Luxembourg at home, but, you know, it's all good. Better than us, I suppose. Uh, what else happened over the weekend? Uh, there was, let's see, what was Tom Haley saying? Back into football today, looking forward to getting to training and playing again. Feels like we haven't had a game in ages. Well, that's because Motherwell can't pay the lecky bills, isn't it? Oh, yeah, right. The only... Yeah, he'll be looking forward to this Saturday's game, though. Make his return to Tyne Castle. 
Sunday points in the bag, Sunday's game, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Probably, aye. Live on Sky Sports 4, I think. It's Sky Sports 4, beautiful, quarter to one kick-off, lovely. Perfect. Paul Sheen was uh, given some, uh, said good luck to Queen's in the final, that was after uh, Queen of the South put out our both, did they, in the Challenge Cup semis, is that right? Look, think... I've moved on for the Challenge Cup, to be honest. At one point, I did think it was quite a good cup, but nah, it's back to being hey, a good Does anyone watch Homeland? It seems to be very popular, even among the footballers. No. No? No spoilers, I've got it taped. No spoilers. Well, Killian Sheridan says, what a way to end that episode. <laughs> Worst thing now is having to wait a week to watch the next one. Hashtag Homeland. So, obviously, he was... Very exciting. <laughs> Whereas Graham Dorans complained that he bought a film and it turned it out, turns out it was the raid it was subtitled. He says, I can't watch a film with subtitles. It's no the aim. Mis- he misspelled same. So obviously I think that's maybe why he doesn't like to watch a film with subtitles. <laughs> can't read. What about X Factor? Everyone complains about X Factor, but they all seem to watch it. Do you guys do that? I watch it, yep. Oh, Craig B. X Factor is an effing joke, man. Some weird twats out there picking their phone up. For... Oh, bloody, you swore again. Twats, that's not swearing unless you're actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, lots of footballers want to be X Factor, blah, blah, blah. Um, what about, uh, oh, David Templeton didn't get in. Here's David Templeton tweeted, <laughs> I think this was after Saturday night. Guy at Cushion is embarrassing, not letting me in for wearing earrings. First time ever heard of him. Oh man, he's, he's probably got it in the wrong ear. Hashtag Gaylord again. Hashtag right, right ear, was it? Eh? Well, I wouldn't know, mate. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Jamie Walker, Hearts midfielder, said, uh, Well done, Hearts ladies. I'm winning the league. Hearts ladies team. So at least at least one of the Hearts team is uh, half decent. There you go. Women's, women's football don't start me do they get their right? wages paid on time well yeah because they don't get paid so maybe it's <laughs> not late um, finally we'll maybe mention since a few talked about it, Andrew Shinney mentioned uh, Audley Harrison must be the worst most pointless boxer of all time then in speech marks I'm in the best shape I've ever been knocked out first round hashtag joke I believe what, what did he last 90 seconds or something did he yeah, I've seen an advert for it, but no, I didn't see it. Right in the first. So there you go. Keep... Did he throw any punches this time? Uh, no, I think he held his hands up for 90 seconds before the guy finally got through and uh, took his jaw off. Well, your young, your young defender, Adam Cummins, said, David Price is uh, too good. First round knockout, future heavyweight champion, I'm telling you all. Hashtag scouser. Hashtag sensational, man. Hashtag carried away. Cummins knows his apples. <laughs> so uh, there you go that's that's the world of Twitter hello I'm Derek Ray and you're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast I don't know if you to react to any of this engrossing conversation that Scottish footballers are having on, online I did, I did enjoy the, the tweet AI section, as I always do, Laurie, you know that. And if anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, I'm S Football Forums. And well, Greg says not to follow him, so I'm not going to read out his name. And Laurie is Laurie Dunsire, if you want to follow him. I'm not going to spell it out because I want to. I want you to follow random people that are spelled with a, a, a L-A-W. I've got, do you know, I've got a, there's a troll, there's a Laurie Dunsire one. Is that, is that dedicated to you? Uh, a parody account. They never, oh, they never replied. I messaged them because they used a, uh, they used an old, I had a Denzel Washington uh, avatar image ages ago, and they copied that and they made a lot of Dunsire one. But they only tweeted like four times. I messaged them asking them to explain themselves, and they never replied. Oh, that's brilliant. I was like, what well, you, you got nothing better to do if you're gonna like make a fake account for someone. You don't make it someone people know about, you know. Next, they'll be tweeting tough betting tips and poorly, <laughs> Photoshop, poorly Photoshop images of Rudy Skatchel. <laughs> Just an exact replica. <laughs> then. Did you see on the Hearts site? They're such a tease. Did you see my picture I posted earlier? Oh, the signing news, one. Hearts news update. Rudy signing session. Oh, come uh, on. They're even posting what was... a picture of him scoring in training. A video of scoring in training <laughs> on the site. Well, the thing is, right, they, they can't pay their wages, so they're just trying to drum up some kind of income. Yeah. They're going to have to... I, I, actually, I'm starting to hope that they take some action against us. It's starting to get... I, I, it's weird, though, because 
for a long time now, it's never been prolonged more than a couple of days. If the money's there a couple of days later, it's starting to seem a bit odd that we never pay it on the day. I heard that there's a, a transfer ban in place. Well, that's just a rumor. I've never heard. I've never read anything official. It's one of the first well, things. The window is shut, though, isn't it? It is. But I heard that there's been a ban officially placed on Hearts. It would be. It would mean they couldn't even sign anyone, which would mean that the, the only thing keeping me going with Hearts would be gone. The whole Rudy statue. Well, it was somebody mentioned the BBC were reporting that, and that was uh, probably about half an hour before we started recording, Laurie. So maybe it's going to happen soon if it hasn't already by the time people are listening to it. I think it's their first point of call is to put a transfer embargo on us and serve us right. To be honest, I mean, I think last season they didn't have a leg to stand on because there wasn't anything in the rules, and I said that and I wrote about it on the Scottish Football Forum site and I Ex- extensively I, on ScottishFootballForums.co.uk. Yeah, I wrote to. The the um, SPL they kindly got back to me and apologised and said that they, there was be no action taken and they actually did get back to me and you know, I think it was right that that happened because there wasn't anything in the rules now they've added it to the rules if we're going to mess around we're not paying people then we have to suffer the consequences so yep if if event happens then you know can't argue with it now yep did did you see the thing on Twitter on uh, what days us Tuesday it must have been in fact it must have been yesterday there was some tweet came out from Hibs about some exciting news they were going to announce later that what day and, that? and there was wild rumours sweeping Twitter and then it just went completely dead. Happened. I remember the whole build up thing and then I just forgot about it and never checked again. whole thing went dead because the big rumour was they were signing Rudy Scatchel and then, <laughs> and then the whole thing just went woof, completely down. Laurie's halfway there anyway so I think if they did sign him he would be there. He'd be, uh, that happen. It's not gonna happen. Aye. Okay. He says I never heard that, but that's that's a good one, right? I'll do something of note if Rudy Scatchel sings me hibs. Another rumour was they were gonna take over hearts and just have one Edinburgh team again, like the good old days. What do you mean what good old days when there was Well Wallace Mercer was trying to get that through, weren't he? It never happened. He can't say like oh. when there was only one team. The only the only people that saved that for happening were the proclaimers. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> right, we're moving on to the charity bit. Aye. Because I, I always like to mention how we feel. And Greg, I think it was you that picked the, the aways. Yeah. Well, and you done really well, I would I have did. said. I think I think I just still be on the vet because strictly speaking, <laughs> that that was a perfectly good goal and at two 0 that would have been a win because that, that was a I, honestly I tweeted this after the game I couldn't have cared less about the result from a Scotland <laughs> point of view but I was gutted that that let us down for a hundred and ten pounds something like yep, that pretty much hundred nightmare I think yep yep you're right but well the facts are there you lost I know Belgium won three 0 away Scotland obviously lost two one. And Croatia beat Macedonia 2-1. So, two out of three. And I, I put a bet on, I think I made a profit because I think I had the doubles. I yeah, but, I, I, but it would have been like 10p, so it would have been nothing <laughs> exciting. I noticed uh, I noticed how little I care about Scotland now. The same way it was in the Macedonia game. And I think I think it has about eight teams on. And at the time, Scotland, it was Scotland and England were like, where I needed them. They were two of the teams. And when England were losing, I just kind of... The, the, the urge for Scotland to beat Macedonia plummeted, and I was like, oh, it's, the, the bet screwed up anyway. So yeah, sometimes notice. Yeah, uh, yeah I just, I, I forgot about it, so just thrown, thrown together a couple of games just now. Right. It's a bit tough. It. Well, we try and keep it in Scotland, and there's no much to pick yeah. from this coming weekend. Uh, almost. I could, of course there is Rangers to beat. <laughs> yeah, get away with your putting Rangers on at 1-7, man. Touching them. Touching them with a barge pole. Um, I've went the first two ones, which are the proverbial bankers, famous last words, I went Partick Thistle to beat Airdrie United at home. All right? mm-hmm. Good choice. Uh, Queen of the South to beat Stenhouse Muir at home. Banker. My hometown team. Yep, good. Uh, this is where I basically had to add some bit dodgier ones. I've got Sterling to build on that victory over Rangers, but then again, everyone... Oh, oh. Nah, oh, oh. <laughs> to beat Montrose, who have a very poor away record. Sterling have a bit of iffy form, but I think mm. build on it. So is that it? Fourth bank? Uh, it's a, they're at home, Sterling to Montrose. Uh, also my hometown. <sighs> <laughs> right, okay. 
hopefully. And a lot. How many homes have you got? Queen of the South is your hometown team. There's Montrose. I was born. Aberdeen got mentioned, yeah, did it not? I was yeah, Gypsy. I was born. I, I mean, sorry, I mean a traveller. A traveller. <laughs> <But, laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I mean a trap. Oh dear, we're never going to see on I'm not allowed to say Gypsy nowadays, no, Craig. No, they no, get offended no. by that. I never, I never said that. You said twat already tonight. <laughs> anyway, and I've also added another dodgy one. Berwick Rangers to beat Clyde. Right, okay. Alright, because well, we need to push the odds up because... <laughs> we need to push the odds down. We need to start going for <laughs> these money. Go for these five, aye, five to one, something like that. Right, what kind of odds? We, what are we going to get returned for a £10 free from McBookie? £72.50 from the £10 bet with McBookie. I think you thought putting the odds down. You put on three aways and one of them was Scotland. Yeah. I know. Right, well... Right, seventy-two fifty. Right. Right, is- That'll do. If we win, then the charities in the world will be it's, rejoicing. It's not my money anyway. <laughs> right. Aye. I, I was, I, we've not I was, decided where it's going yet, but I was thinking of putting it to a kind of leukemia charity, like uh, Anthony Nolan, something like that. But we'll discuss that. We need to make some I was, detail. I was I was double gutted at the weekend when the bet in the Cox has some great patter about me being the podcast equivalent of Jimmy Savile. Well, my charity work. <laughs> I better say that. I won a, I won a fancy dress contest about, oh, God, it must be what, seven, eight years ago, dressed as Jimmy Savile. There's photos doing the round somewhere. Is, there, is, <laughs> it, is that because every week I say, I think of the children when you talk about doing the predictions? So if I to throw that outfit right in the bin, that's not getting, that's not getting worn again. Aye, uh, Jimmy Savile is he's a troubled soul. He's despite dead. <laughs> anyway, enough of right. Uh, anyway, I move on anyway, to the predictions. Predictions. Aye, let's say this. Time for bed, man. It's it's twenty past eleven here. All these folk listening to this think we just knock this up during the day. This is a late night shift here. Right, you're right. And predictions. The toilet as well. Dundee and Vaness, Who cares? Right. Right. No, Dundee and Vaness, It's Friday night football. Of course, everyone cares. Right, it's an away one. Easy. Easy. Two 0 Um. Inverness. Nil nil. I can't be bothered. 1-0 Inverness. No, I'm only joking. I'm not putting 0-0. I'm putting... Oh, I'm putting 2-1 Inverness. Oh, you've just been awkward. Right, OK, moving on to the Saturday. Oh, we've, got a lunchtime, we've got a lunchtime kick-off, and that is St Mirren against Celtic, and it's live on ESPN. I'm going to go for an away victory. Despite St Mirren being good, I think Celtic are too good. 1-2. Nil pois to St Mirren. 2-0 um, Celtic. 3-0 uh, Celtic. Dundee United against Aberdeen and I'm going to go for an away victory here. I'm going to go 2-1 again to Aberdeen. Is this uh, the new firm? It's the Dar- new firm Derby. It's the, oh. it's the only firm Derby. Uh, it's the... Uh, hey, you're forgetting about the, the original Glasgow Derby. Down in I see, Chris, Chris doesn't like it being called the old firm. Doesn't seem to, I don't oh, a lot of them get upset with themselves. Anyway, that's what I say. whatever. United Aberdeen. Uh, <laughs> Checking with the horse, it says two two. One each. Oh, mm. okay. Mm. That intrigued you, did it? We've got Ross County against Hibs, and I, I think I'm going to put Scatchel down to score in this one. I'm going to go. <laughs> I, I'm going to go another two one Hibs. <laughs> nil nil. Can't be bothered thinking about it. Don't care. Uh, Ross County to edge two one. Hey, I like the sound of that. St Johnson against Kelly is next up to. Good teams. I'm going to go for a draw. One apiece. One apiece, eh? 1-0 uh, St. Johnson. Not a very good run at the moment. I think they've won the last four or five, is it? Kelly are doing decent as well. But yep. Ah, they'll like be hard. Everyone beats hard. Uh, aye. 1-0. Okay, 2-0 yep. St. Johnson for me. Now we're moving on to Sunday and 12.45 kick-off live on Sky Sports 4 and it's Hearts versus Motherwell. I'm going to go for an away victory. I'm going to go for a 2-1 again. I'm loving the 2-1s today. Oh, I like the optimism for Hearts. Score a goal. Nay, going to happen. 2-0 Motherwell. 3-0 Motherwell. Another pumping for Hearts. Do I see some odds since it's the, the live game on Sunday? You get a 13-8 yep. okay. on Motherwell. Bizarrely, Hearts are favourites 11-8. Um, that's nuts. That's, that's a, the lazy choice. But um, Although, well. You got twelve to five on the draw, which maybe if I'm feeling optimistic, you might put that on. Uh, what do you fancy for a, if you fancy uh, John Sutton 
first goal against his old side. It's not going to happen, but uh, six to one. Has he played much? Um, <clears throat> he started the season. He, he was playing and he scored two penalties. Uh, I don't really think he's ever had enough run in the team. I don't think we give him enough service. And you know, you look at his goal record. He's always for almost I think the last three, four seasons in the SPL. He's always hit double figures, and mm-hmm. for that, was submitting some of them who weren't obviously doing that great. And he scored seventeen with Motherwell's last season there, and he, he blows a bit hot and cold though. He I think he needs to get nothing. I think he gets yeah. a lot of Hearts fans criticise him. Oh, he's so slow, and he's what's he doing? He's not getting right positions. But it, I'd, I never expected Sutton to be dropping back, picking the ball up fifty yards from goal, nah, skinning players. Nah. You expect him to get in, get in the right positions, maybe win some headers. You don't expect him to be taking on players on his own. I think he needs more service. So. Uh, Maya Higdon is favourite for first goal though 11-2 with McBookie mm. or who... what, what, what's the odds in another hat trick for a big man hat trick for um, mm. for Higdon hat trick to score a hat trick 33-1 hat trick I like Greg I like how you went from hmm first scorer hmm, <laughs> what's a hat trick <laughs> so what do you reckon Greg uh, Higdon first goal and 3-0 Motherwell yep you can get 20 uh, no, no, sorry. That twenty, twenty. Where is it? Where, 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 where is no three there? Twenty-five to one. No, hundred to one. Sorry, with Mc. Hundred to one. I'm looking at the score first. Hundred to one. Higdon first goal. You got to put it on now. Higdon. Well, you're never getting a job in a bookies. You do a hundred cut for the weekend, so that's what I'll put that up. A pound. Well, what about you? You got any? What do you reckon? I'm ditching betting because I had a pound on Fletcher and two-one this evening. Expects. That was 130 to 1 and that didn't come in. Well, that's, your, that's your month's betting money gone. I had Wales, Macedonia and Scotland to win as well at 449 to 1 and that didn't come in so that's 10 pence <laughs> down the drain. Thanks. 449 to 1. <laughs> 10 pence squandered. Must, it's, it's hard to you. You have to get some help for that. You know, you're going down the Colin Henry route soon. Yeah, yeah you're right. Right, that's us got to the end of the podcast then. Uh, I did enjoy having a drink before and during, but I think I'm going to go back to being sober for the next one, just so I can talk sense. And we'll hopefully get Mr. Nose Job back next week. See what, see how he's feeling. See if he's going to pull a sickie again. We've not even slagged him much this time. He'll probably be disappointed. I think he, I think he likes it. I think he enjoys it really. See, the thing is, I've not seen a, a before and after shot. I'm, I don't know if he's actually had a nose enlargement or not, and. It wasn't really clear about whether it was to do with cocaine or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> to wait and see. Aye, because well, the Westbrook picture, obviously we want to see something like that if it was. If we, hear, if we hear a strange whistling when we're recording the podcast, we'll know that it's not went, it's not been successful. Ah, but we know he likes to pamper himself, so. <laughs> right, bye. Well, so back to Monday nights next week. Indeed. And I'll see you then. Back to the positives of Hearts. Oh, great. Yeah, back to the good old SPL. Forget this World Cup nonsense. Ah, back to the good old SFL3. The big Glasgow Glasgow (laughs) Derby. Are you not going to the big Glasgow Derby? The original. Ah, surely you'll be going to that. Well, you you say that, Greg, but I'm a bit skint, to be honest. Surely. Because you're 440. One shot never came in. Anyway, never mind that. What about this share issue? You're going to be buying shares? £500, I don't know, it's a bit dear, it's a bit dear, and to be honest, I'm I'm not too sure that it's a wise investment, it's a, it's a good investment in the club. It's, it's uh, the equivalent of getting an email from a Nigerian. <laughs> Send me the monies. Alright, <laughs> oh, right. I, I don't know. Alright, okay, right, well, I'll speak to you next week, and thanks right. for listening once again. Yeah, I was hoping we... You need to at least... Is it going to be on Sky or that, the big Glasgow Derby, no? Uh, box office. Box office. You need to watch it. I need to hear the the, the, the lowdown on you know, what happens. But you know me, I'll be watching... The battle for a, supremacy uh, in the third division. A legal stream. What I do is I take a boat offshore in the broad <laughs> just like, to watch the stream guess, and then come back. <laughs> All right. Well, enjoy that. We'll, we'll speak about it on Monday and I'll try and avoid speaking about another Hearts defeat. Hey, you've got lucky. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'll be trying to avoid talking about it. Hopefully Greg will be off this time. I'll be back on, because remember the last time I told you 4 I was going to retire you? 
<laughs> but, but for Higdon missing that sitter at the back post, you were having a week off, boy. That was worse. I was actually at that one. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, see you next week. <laughs> see you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.